Zimmer Communications. You know business. We grow business. ZimmerCommunications.com. We built this city. This is the Elijah Har Show. With former Speaker of the House, Elijah Har. Welcome back to KWTO with the best new intro music. We've got Megan Lewis Patrick. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. You've Good been to in be the, back. You've been in the news lately. Yes. Uh, okay. So let's just do a little recap of the news. You decided, as uh, as part of Moms for Liberty, you guys were going to hand out constitutions uh, to students that go to school. Seems like a fairly nondescript, easy activity, mm-hmm. but it wasn't so easy this time. Walk us through what happened in Springfield Public Schools. Okay, so first of all, um, Moms for Liberty was helping this 917 Society. So 917 Society is an organization um, that raises money, prints, and distributes constitutions. So Moms for Liberty is nowhere on here. We were just helping. We thought it was a good cause, so we were helping distribute. And I want to I want to clarify for a minute: Is Nine One Seven Society is it a local organization? Is a national organization? National organization. Okay. And the whole Moms for Liberty works with them, or your chapter does? Um, anyone that wanted to. Okay. So anybody that wanted to. So. Constitution Day on the seventeenth of of September. It is. Oh, actually, there's the nine seventeen. There's the nine seventeen. Okay, Sorry, I, I say nine one seven or nine seventeen. There you go. I get it. So, now. um, it's actually federally mandated that any schools that take federal funding need to acknowledge, teach, celebrate Constitution Day. This week it was on a Sunday, so they should have done it that next week. And so that's kind of where the timing comes in to where we wanted to distribute them. Every school district in Greene County graciously accepted them, and Springfield said, no, thank you. <laughs> All right, let's walk this walk through this. How, how does one, what do you just call the front desk, ask for the superintendent, say we, we want to do this? We sent an email. Okay. Sent emails to superintendent. So first we sent one to superintendent. We didn't get a response. Next we sent to superintendent, added all school board members and didn't get a response. And then we did it again, this time adding a PDF of, of exactly this. So they can see what it was. So they can see that there's no propaganda. It's, it's strictly the constitution. And the email back was stated that they don't accept anything from outside groups to distribute to the students. It has to be something that goes with the curriculum. And so what they could do is place it on a table, a community table, only if we were to put stickers as a disclaimer on here that Springfield Public Schools does not endorse this Which is product. so amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. That we, we, can't, we can't endorse the Constitution as the Springfield Public Schools. I'm sure there's some part of this that we don't know about that somebody else has wanted to distribute, but you can pull this up. And from page one, there's a quote from George Washington, and then the Constitution begins. Mm-hmm. And then very end of it is the signers and, and and your oath of allegiance to the United States Constitution, which you know you take if you go into the military. Nothing else is in this book. 
And I will note, there is a QR code on the back, because a lot of people have been pushing back about the QR code. If you scan it, it takes you to the digital constitution that you can download on your phone. Interesting. It's not a sales pitch or a fundraising thing. It is not. And if you look on the website for 917 Society, there's ideas of how you can study the Constitution. There's ideas for teachers, how to to do this in their classroom, etc. The point is, is the Constitution is not a partisan document. It's not right. It's not left. It's all of us. And that's where I'm pushing back because I think our children need to learn about it and also need to have their own copy, not just digital on their Chromebook. This is now Springfield says can't do it. Um, who did you talk to? Uh, the director of communication. Okay. And, and what was the, did they have any sort of, Oh, well in this so city charter, it says, or what they was the, do have a policy okay. that says that. Okay. And so that is why I went to the board and because I understand that you need a policy. I sure. understand they don't want just anything. Give this to the right. kids. You would think the Constitution, the Declaration, those two things pro- probably would be grandfathered in. I don't know. That's what I thought. And I thought when they actually saw it, they would be like, oh, OK, this isn't any propaganda. This isn't anything. Doesn't say Moms for Liberty anywhere on it. It's strictly the Constitution. And so that's where I understand that they have a policy. 100% I understand that. However, I think that with any policy, they can look and say, approve things. Because I know that when you ask about curriculum, the teachers can use whatever resources they want as long as it's approved. So my effort now is to get it approved. How's that process work? How do you get something like this approved? It it, it seems fairly simple. It's like, well, here's the Constitution. Can we get it approved? That's a good question. So I went and spoke at the meeting and I asked for the board to vote. I would like to see where each school board member stands. Oh, that'd be interesting. To vote yes or no. Yeah. To allow it into their school. Was there, and I don't know, board process, we might have to get somebody on, but what I assume somebody has to make a motion or does it have to be on the new business that a vote is yeah, scheduled? Yeah, I think, I think one of them needs to make a motion to get it onto their okay. agenda for the okay. next meeting. So I will go to the next meeting or, and bring other parents with me and maybe I will speak or somebody else will speak and go at it again. Okay. Um, what was the tenor of the board when you spoke? Or do is, is there... They are deadpan, straight face. They don't don't speak back at all. So it was just, I spoke and then the news leader wrote the article and then I think Channel 10 did a story. Um, As I say, I definitely saw it on TV. Talk to us about, um, and I know there's several, the other school districts in Greene County, how many are there? I don't even know. Um, So we have Ash Grove, Walnut Grove, Willard, Republic, Stratford, Rogersville, and Fairgrove. Okay. All of them fairly easy. All of them. Um, Republic and Willard both asked for the PDF just so they could see. Yeah. Uh, which is totally, which totally is fair. Which is 100%. And that's why I had the PDF ready to send. And then after that, they said we would love them. That's And they all, and they all said, we actually teach this unit in November. Seems like that's kind of how it is for all of them around here. And we would love to have them. So that's that's where we're at. In fact, so Moms for Liberty National, there has been school districts that have pushed back. 
I would say the majority um, accepted nationally. Right. Tell us a little bit. We've basically been focused on the controversy. Tell us a little bit about your organization. What is Moms for Liberty? How did you get involved? How big is it? Um, Well, right now we're in 48 states. So there's only two states that are holdoffs. I think we have over 300,000 members. It's very grassroots, and so each county gets to decide what their mission is, what they want to do. Um, basically, we are moms who are organized and dads, grandparents, um, who are showing up at school board meetings and actually caring about what our kids are learning. And we're not satisfied with the way they're learning or the education scores. And I really think we've blamed it on COVID for long enough, you know. Yeah, and, at some <laughs> point that, that excuse gets You know, to be- and, and when I meet together with other people um, in different states, they were closed for a year or more. Oh, Michigan. I mean, I, I, Michigan was closed for like more. It, it was insane what the East Coast and some of those blue states were like. But our county was not. We were closed for a couple of months and then we went back to school. Yep. So I'm tired of that excuse. Yep. Our kids are not reading at grade level. And so, in fact, this week is National Band Book Week. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of that. I did not know that. Yes. Um, I feel like we got a new question of the day for tomorrow. <laughs> That's What's your favorite band book? Producer brain went off with that immediately. Well, immediately. it is National Band <laughs> Book Week, and a lot of people like to say that Moms for Liberty are book banners. We, however, are just... Um, concerned about age appropriateness of books sure. in the schools. And so for this week, we are actually trying to, instead of banned book week, we are doing teach kids to read week. So each, each day we come out with different statistics and about, you know, like the, one in three children cannot read. The whole book banning thing is, it's totally beauty is in the eye of the beholder because you go to states like California and they ban top Huck Finn, right. uh, you know, years ago. And, and, and then they call, Conservative book banners. I'm like, hold on. Yeah. There, we we all agree that there are certain books that are appropriate for certain ages, and you're the ones banning famous classical award winning books, and right. we're trying to restrict, you know, the how tos of anal and things like that. I mean, it, it, right. it, it's crazy the difference when you compare what the left and and the right are talking about. Yeah. So what Moms for Liberty wants is they want the crap out of the schools, and they want to start teaching our kids phonics to learn to read and and apparently the constitution very controversial and the constitution 100 <laughs> percent. i you know and some people will say well the eighth graders aren't going to read it anyway i heard some people comment that and fine but we should be the example putting it in front of them and and showing if if us as adults show the importance of the document then i think the kids will will follow that so you just got back from a training class on electing school board members. Talk to us about that. Yes. So I went for a weekend to Sarasota, Florida, to the Leadership Institute. They have a whole course on school board campaigning, how to win and succeed in school board races. Because right now our nation is so polarized that in order to get anything done in government, you have to have the majority and school boards are the largest form of government locally. Yes. 
So, and in a lot of rural counties, they're the single largest employer in the county, too. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's really important to get people that want, that care about education, less about ideal, you know, gender studies or all of the nonsense that's going on. We need, we want people that want to educate. People that love the Constitution and love our country are patriotic and care about the kids. So I'm really excited about that. So when's the next round of school board races come? It's in the spring, April. correct? Mm-hmm. That's when does when do you start uh, filing or collecting petitions or anything like that? I believe December. Yeah, it's yeah. funny because it always it always feels like it's in the middle of no nowhereville. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait, we've we've got a bunch of school board races and city council races. And it's and interesting stuff. because um, when I was with a bunch of people from a bunch of different states, a lot of them have their school board races in November, mm-hmm. so they'll have them like with the general election for yep. president, you know. Uh-huh. And so their numbers are really high. When I looked at Springfield's numbers for voter turnout for school board, it was twelve percent. It's embarrassingly low. Twelve yeah. percent, yeah. which is good because I think if we can get out the vote and get people aware, then maybe we can flip it back. Because I do believe that most of Green County, most of Springfield, is conservative and wants our kids to absolutely to learn. All right, uh, we do this. Every day on the show, question of the day, question of the day today. Yesterday, the House vacated the Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. Who would you pick to be the next Speaker of the House? And remember, it doesn't have to be a member of Congress. Personally, I like Byron Donalds. Okay. He came and spoke to Moms for Liberty at a summit. Yeah. He is very um, supportive of us. So that would be my pick. Very good. All right. If people want to know more about Moms for Liberty, follow along with the work that you do, how do they find out about you all online? Um, go to momsforlibertyfor.org and click on Missouri. It'll lead you to Greene County and then to our local website where all the information is there. Very good. Megan. Patrick. Lewis. <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> making sure I get the name right. Thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, we'll be right back. We'll answer the question today. Don't forget 505. We're going to have Kaya Raychick, the founder of Libs of TikTok. She's going to be on the show talking about how she created the social media sensation and whether or not the shadow banning still exists under Elon Musk. You'll want to hear that. 